All right, this is part two of a segment on obsession that I had on the last episode that occurred on February 3rd, 2019. So if you haven't heard that episode, I suggest you listen to that one first because I'm starting this show getting right into the subject matter, skipping the intro, getting right to the point, talking about obsessing and overanalyzing. I had a bunch of notes that I didn't get to and I could have had a two hour, two and a half hour show back then. So I didn't want to I didn't want to drag that show on. I wanted to create a new episode that talked specifically about the rest of my notes on obsession. So if you haven't heard part one, check that out. It's called Making Decisions That Are Right For You and Tackling Obsession and Overthinking Once and For All. That's the whole title. Making making Decisions That Are Right For You and Tackling Obsession and Overthinking Once and For All. Like I said, I ran out of time. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to finish my notes. So let's get right into it. In the last episode, I ended with that endless cycle of disappointment going after your desire loops back into yourself and you get stuck in that endless feedback loop of disappointment, meeting unmet needs, meeting disappointment over and over and over again. And that's a great visual to have to help you understand the futility of obsession, of of overanalyzing, of overthinking. And I want you to continue with that thought process. Continue remembering that obsession is futile. Say that to yourself. Obsession is futile. It doesn't lead anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. And then when your yeah buts come in, yeah, but yeah, what if, what if that when that happens, you repeat it to yourself. No, obsession is futile. I'm not saying that's going to resolve your obsession. I'm not saying that that's going to take you out of it. I'm saying that every little bite sized morsel of information here is a seed that gets planted so that when the storm comes, I said this in the last episode, when the storm comes, what's left growing and what has died. And what is left growing is the knowledge that no matter how much you obsess, no matter how much you analyze, no matter how much you continue thinking about something before you make a decision, the acceptance that nothing ever changes in overanalyzing and obsessing is futile, creeps right in and gets you to the point of, I'm sick of it. That's when obsession can really stop leeching your energy. Boy, when you can get to that place of, I'm just so sick and tired of obsessing, you will stop. You might think, but I'm there now. I'm sick and tired of obsessing. No, you're not. Because if you are obsessing, you're not sick and tired of it. When you're sick and tired of it, it will stop. This is why I'm trying to inundate you with all the facets, all the angles of obsession from the last episode into this one, so that it drills down into your subconscious mind to the point where you finally take action. You finally make decisions that work for you, that are right for you, so that you get out of the endless loop of disappointment and unmet desire and unmet needs. I want to help you get there. And I wanted to create this uh, part two episode because, A, I'll probably never talk about obsession again. (laughs) I might in a different podcast. But in this one, I've addressed it maybe two or three times now. And it's usually so self-initiated, so self-regulated. And I've noticed that a lot of people, even when they get help, they'll still obsess anyway. So this is why it's very difficult to tackle obsession. And believe me, I've, I've done a lot of research on this. And there's a lot of people that don't know how to help you get out of obsession without rehashing the same old information that other websites and other books and other people say. I see a lot of resources on trying to stop obsessive thoughts. And they're all the same. And I've tried them and they don't work. I mean, they'll help incrementally. Every, every little thing helps incrementally. I'm hoping that this information that I'm putting out there into the world, into your ears, 
helps fundamentally, helps in bigger increments and huger leaps and strides in your brain so that you can get to that place faster. So if you have any type of obsessive thoughts, overanalyzing, overthinking, hard to make decisions, and you're stuck in that continuous cycle of, ah, I don't know what I should do, and uh, they're all similar, they're all related. I'm not saying that obsession is the same as overanalyzing, but it can be. And it can have the same effects in your life because you end up doing that instead of all the things that you probably should do in life, including self-care, self-nurturing, self-compassion. My point is when you make strides in your mind and get out of obsession, then life goes back to normal. Life goes, well, as normal as it can be. Life goes back to a place where I'm finally spending time and investing time in things that I want to do instead of things that I want that I can't get. So let me go through the rest of my notes here. I want you to remember that the solution to obsession is realizing it's a pattern with no escape. Yes, that's not the solution. But really, if the realization takes place, if it's full acceptance inside of you, then you will escape it. But it has to be full acceptance of that. It's a toxic journey with no end. And I'm hoping that this realization will shake you from the obsessive cycle. But like I said in the last episode... You have to fully jump into it knowing that what you're obsessing about will never, ever end. And that is tough. If you accept that, that is disheartening. It feels awful. This is never going to end. I want it to end. Well, it's not. Oh, I don't want that. When I feed you that information, when I say, no, it will never end, your brain's going to resist it. You are going to feel like you just want to shut this off and get it out of your system. And then you're going to prove me wrong. That's what our mind does. When we are given information that we really don't want, that we want to reject, you're going to prove me wrong. So when I say this will never end, I want you to prove me wrong. I want you to do it. Now, another thing to remember is that you can't catch a ghost. Now, what that means is that when you want something, you're really making it up in your mind because you want it so bad. For example, you have an ex out there and you want them back. And so you create this visualization that they're going to come back someday. And this visualization is just a fantasy. You just make it up and you hope it's true. I call that chasing ghosts. You're not really, well, it sounds like Pac-Man, but (laughs) you're not really chasing anything tangible. You're chasing a fantasy. You're chasing a visualization. You're chasing a false hope. And I know, and I hear this all the time. Yeah, but what if... And that's when you have to really bring yourself back into the moment and make decisions in the moment because you always look at the trend. What is What has happened up to this point will keep happening. That's pretty much how I look at things. What has happened up to this point will keep happening. If I've not been able to get this person or get this job or change this situation yet, it's not going to change. So I am helping to feed this reinforcement inside of you so that you know that it it will not change. And when you know that you're making all of this up, that they're going to change or things are going to change, you might have to take that huge reluctant leap into acceptance of something that you don't want to be true. Because if that's true, then I'll be unhappy and I want to avoid that at all costs. So I'll just believe that I can get what I want so I don't have to be unhappy. There's a futility in that statement right there. If I believe that this is just a fantasy, then I'll be unhappy. And I want to avoid that at all costs, so I'll just believe that I can get what I want so I don't have to be unhappy. 
This is why obsession continues. This is why the cycle repeats, is that we believe in the fantasy and we continue to believe in the fantasy so that we don't have to be unhappy, but really what we're doing to ourselves is making ourselves unhappy by believing in the fantasy. It's that snake eating its own tail cycle of continuing to be disappointed, meeting unmet needs, meeting unmet desires, meeting disappointment over and over again. This is why obsession is so powerful. It's so permeating and it takes over our lives and keeps us from doing all the things that we want to do in our life. I mean, there's probably those thoughts when you're obsessed. I mean, there were, there were for me, like, I just want to go out and enjoy myself and I keep becoming obsessed about, I got to check the social media. I got to check my email. I got to check my text. I got to check my voicemail. I got to check this. I got to check that. I got to reach out to them. I got to follow them. I got to, you know, all these obsessive thoughts. You get sick of it and you got to get sick of it enough. So it's futile. Again, I'm reinforcing this futility. Here's something I want you to try. This might take you um, sitting down for a moment in the quiet or not driving or writing it down. But even if you can do this in your mind, great. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to define your obsession and exactly what you want and then negate it with regardless. I said this in the last episode, but I'll explain it. Uh, You define your obsession and you define exactly what you want and then you negate it with regardless. So for example, I want her to love me. I want to be with her. So I'm defining my obsession. I want to be with her. I want her to love me. That's exactly what I want. I'm defining it. So you define what you're obsessed about. You know, this is if you're obsessing or if you're just listening and not obsessed right now, then you're probably looking at this differently. But uh, just think about a time you were obsessed. For me, it was, I want her to love me. I want to be with her. Whatever that is, that's your obsession. Now what we're going to do is negate it with a negative regardless statement. Is that right? Negative regardless. (laughs) We're going to use regardless after it. What I mean is you take what you've said or written down and put the words regardless of in the opposite of what you said. So for me, uh, I want her to love me regardless of her feelings for me. So I want feelings from her regardless if she has them. I want you to say these things out loud. I want to be with her or him regardless of what she wants, regardless if she wants to be with me or not, or whether she wants to be with me or not. If you don't like regardless, you know, use a sentence that negates what you want. I want him to change regardless of his desire to change. There's a good one. I talk to a lot of clients that want someone else to change. I want him to change regardless of his desire to change. Again, we're exposing futility here. I want to make money regardless of my choice to lay on the couch all day and do nothing. (laughs) I just threw that one in there, but that might be someone's belief. I want to make money regardless of my choice to lay down on the couch all day and do nothing. There's something about that that could be very futile. So let's put that in your brain. So I like the idea of negating the obsession with that. I want her to love me regardless of what she wants. Because adding regardless forces you to see what you're doing. And exposes perhaps an insensitivity in you and maybe even a selfishness. Not that you mean to be selfish, not that you mean to be insensitive, because you probably have very good intentions. But when you're forcing someone or something to show up in a certain way, you take away their ability to choose for themselves. You take away their choice. And if you take that away, then you are contriving and controlling something that will eventually fail because 
It was orchestrated on one side. You orchestrated it, whether they wanted it or not. And one-sided orchestration almost always, if not always, leads to failure. This is why you not only have to see the futility in your pursuit, but also notice that what you are doing is trying to change that which does not want to change. It's like if I asked you to desire manure. (laughs) I want you to desire manure. And please just desire it. I promise you'll get used to the smell and soon you'll use it as a room freshener. I want you to desire the smell of manure, the feel of manure, the, I won't go there, the, the idea of manure. I want you to desire it. I am obsessed over this. I want you to experience this. You're not going to do it. I'm, I mean, unless you're one of those people and I won't get into that either, but let's just say that you don't desire manure. You might be repelled by it. Let's hope you are. I mean, probably not good for you, but I want you to desire it. I want you to change who you are. I want you to be a person that desires manure. This is like obsession. This is what happens is that we have these desires for someone else to be someone that they don't want to be in that moment, maybe ever, to change their mind and they don't want to change it in that moment or not ever, to be attracted to us, to love us, to give us our job back, to invite us back into the house, to let us take them out to dinner. I mean, all these obsessions that we can have is really our desire to want them to do something that they don't want to do. Yes, but if I can only convince them to change, then they'll change. If I can only convince them that I am great because they can't see it, they're too blind to see it. So I want to control their filters. I want to control what they see. I want to show them that I'm great, and I'll do that by controlling their perceptions because great people control other people's perceptions. I'm just adding a little bit more to the futility pile up here. And I say all of this because I've been there. If I'm offending you, I don't mean to. I've been there. I want you to get to that place inside your mind. And hopefully you can realize that me obsessing about you wanting to desire manure can be very much the same thing as you obsessing about someone else wanting them to change for you or see a different side of things or see a truth that you see but they can't see. It doesn't matter. Everyone has to come around in the time they have to process things and see things for themselves. You can't go A to Z without B, C, D, and the rest. You have to take the steps to change your perception. And um, every time after I've been obsessive or overanalyzing things and I finally just let them go and I just gave up because I was so tired of doing it, every time in my life when I let them go, finally the other person saw what I wanted them to see. But only after I stopped obsessing. And believe me, if you think, well, I'll just pretend to stop obsessing, (laughs) it doesn't work. You literally have to stop obsessing for them to finally see a perception that you know is true. That is something that if you accept to be true, then you finally realize that your obsessions keep you from moving forward in life. And I know all the arguments. Yeah, but what if they find someone else and they're happy? Well, if you love them, don't you want them to be happy? Yes, but I want them to be happy with me. That sounds a little obsessive and you wanted to control them. Well, I don't want to control them. I just want them to see the new me. I would just want them to see that I've changed. Then I would ask, are you changing for you or are you changing for them? Well, I've changed in me. I just want to be with them. 
do they want to be with you? Well, no, but they haven't seen the new me. Would you have become this new you had you still been together, for example? Well, no, it took the breakup and then I realized a lot of things about myself. Yes, there's a lot of ways we can look at obsession. There's a lot of ways we can look at how our, our personal growth and development happened because of the hardships in our life, because of the things that have happened, that if they didn't happen, we wouldn't become the people that are now desirable to someone else. We broke up with someone and we go through a transformation process and now we're this new person, but we wouldn't have become that new person had we not broken up. So what do we do? We can't go back to the way things were because the way things were were when we were that old person. So we can't do that. Do it that way. So we might have to meet on new turf as new people someday. And yes, we might be in new relationships. We might be doing different things. And we can look back and thank the person for breaking up with us. Thank them or thank ourselves for breaking up with them or be thankful for whatever happened because we would not have had these realizations had that not happened. I would not have had the realizations I had if my wife didn't leave. I wouldn't have had these. And I am so grateful for the painful divorce. (laughs) I'm so grateful for that awful heartbreak that she put me through, that I put me through, that I pretty much created, but she made the decision to leave. And I blamed her and I wanted her to see the new me and I wanted to go to therapy with her and she didn't want to do it. And I am so grateful she didn't because I was able to heal so much because I decided to work on me, work on my foundation, focus on me instead of looking to her as my only source of happiness and joy. I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm I'm not saying that you can't see someone else as a source of happiness and joy. Just don't make them the only source. Work on you. Work on yourself. Give yourself love. Give yourself compassion. Make sure that you are continuing to build that stable emotional foundation that you need so that you always land on your feet so that when the hardships come, and they will come, when you fall over, you can get right back up and dust yourself off Allow your wounds to heal, do some grieving, and become a fresher, newer you with new learnings, new understandings, new ideas about the world, about yourself, going into the future without making the same mistakes over and over again. Don't want to get into that cycle of futility. I want you to remember that you are amazing, and nobody will ever, ever take that away. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you waiting for part two of this episode, and I hope it helps. We'll talk to you again soon. 